spoke with Peter Scott, who worked at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, uh, and he's out with a book entitled Crisis of Control, How Artificial Superintelligence May Destroy or Save the Human Race. It was a fascinating conversation. Uh, the financial services industry rapidly ramping up its use of AI. Let's talk about some of the concerns, the risks, the necessary navigation uh, as the industry does so. Steve Chabinski is partner and chair of the Global Data Privacy and Cybersecurity Practice at White and, ha- uh, White and Case. He advises global businesses on data and network security compliance and risk management issues, and he has also guided past White Houses on America's national cyber st- strategy. Uh, he joins us from Washington, D.C. Steve, nice to have you here with us. Carol, so good to be with you. You know, we do see the financial industry ramping up its use of AI, and we hear about, you know, how great it is and how it's good for investors, but with it comes some concerns, no? Uh, definitely. And also there's a lot of hype. So I, I think, you know, we, we have to really figure out what is artificial intelligence, uh, how is it being used, and what, what are the prospects? Because um, if this gets out of control, there really are some uh, tremendous ramifications, not only to the financial services sector, but to society at large. Well, and, you know, if you look at a kind of straightforward definition, it's, you know, computer systems able to perform tasks that normally humans would be doing or that require human intelligence. How do you see it, though, as it relies or or, or applies, excuse me, to the financial industry um, specifically and what you what you're kind of overseeing and advising your clients about? Yeah, you know, this is similar to when we harken back to cloud computing, when everyone was talking about it as a new thing. And it turned out that we were using the cloud all the time for email. We just didn't call it that. And so there are very simple AI applications with machine learning and big data analytics um, that we've been using a lot in the financial services sector for quite some time. And those are the areas that show a lot of hope, where we have enormous amounts of data mm-hmm. uh, that can be ingested by computers, um, and computers do a great job of not complaining and getting through data really quickly, analyzing it, and in the best case, and what we're seeing in the financial services sector, doing predictive analysis, meaning they've seen this before, and they think that they know what's going to happen next, and kind of at the end pops out the answer that this stock is going to go up, right, based on market factors. Um, And the way the financial services sector is taking advantage of this is because at the same time that this analytic capability is is kind of achieving its capability, um, so is the ability to gather data and share it quickly so you have current data. Uh, A problem that was happening in the past is that you had all this kind of stores of bad data, then you do analytics on it with humans, and it makes it even more stale, and then you come up with a conclusion, and it just isn't market-ready because the market has moved on. Well, so what do you warn or what do you say to your clients, uh, your financial services clients who are working in the world of AI? Like you said, it's all over the place. It's not a new thing. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I think we take it for granted at this point. But how do you advise them? So there are a couple of um, initial questions. One is, is the company uh, able to actually use big data without artificial intelligence? Meaning, what is, what is their sophistication so that they actually understand what good data is? This point that we were bringing up before, that if they don't understand how to use big data at all, then it's too soon to even think about artificial intelligence. And then there are a lot of data questions that are legal questions. Who owns the data? Are they even allowed to take the data that they have and use it for the purposes that they want to use it? It sounds like an easy question. It's not so easy because what we're seeing is in these big data pools, mm-hmm. no one knows where the 
data came from. It came from, come from a thousand different sources. And the provenance, basically the origins of this data matters as a matter of law because some of the data was collected under regulation and it couldn't be used for certain purposes. Some of it can't be shared. There's other data where the data subjects have the ability to tell you to delete it or correct it. And if you have these, what I would say, this kind of like dirty pool of data where you don't know where it came right. from, then well, you really shouldn't be building your uh, business case around Well, here's it. the thing, Steve. I'm kind of waiting for the big lawsuit, the first big case dealing data from one of these, you know, algorithms or AI or I don't know, where artificial intelligence plays a big factor. And it's like, who's ultimately responsible? Yeah, so responsibility, well, let, let's start with the fact that we're not at the point yet where the computer's responsible and we're not sending robots to jail yet. So there's going to be someone, right, that is, uh, is viewed as the one that had to figure out what the algorithm was. Um, for example, in the financial services sector, there are clear legal rules about avoiding bias and discrimination uh, with respect to profiling. And so that's an area where the, you know, the data holder, the, the person, the group that first got the data is going to be liable to the data subject, and then it could, it could trickle down in liability because if then that group shared it with someone else who misused the data, they yeah. got it under license, then they're going to be liable. Um, and so, you know, you have this kind of uh, wave all around where everyone's taking, care, taking advantage of data sets, um, but there might be uh, enormous consequences uh, based on how it's used. And you see this in trading as well, right? If, if yeah. you have to figure out what the risk level is, and all of a sudden you have uh, funds that are literally allowing computers to make decisions about the next investment um, right. and actually execute on them. Well, that might be nice if it's your own money um, <laughs> and you could afford to lose it, but I'm not so sure that that's really uh, always ready for prime time right. unless there's a human there saying, wait a second, Got before it. we hit the buy button, let's figure out what's going on. Something to stay tuned for. Stephen Chabinski, Chair of the Global Data Privacy and Cybersecurity Practice at White & Case right here on Bloomberg Radio.